Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, the glory of his holy name. Thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfailingly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, and hath not sat in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law will he exercise himself day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the waterside, that will bring forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also shall not wither, and look, whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. As for the ungodly, it is not so with them, but they are like the chaff which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not be able to stand in the judgment, neither the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 15 Lord, who shall dwell in thy tabernacle, or who shall rest upon thy holy hill? Even he that leadeth an uncorrupt life, and doeth a thing which is right, and speaketh the truth from his heart. 
He that hath used no deceit in his tongue, nor done evil to his neighbor, and hath not slandered his neighbor. He that saith not by himself, but is lowly in his own eyes, and maketh much of them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth unto his neighbor, and disappointeth him not, though it were to his own hindrance. He that hath not given his money upon usury, nor taken reward against the innocent. Whoso doeth these things shall never fall. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 15th verse of the 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear, according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them, and all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who also became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Then he lifted up his eyes toward his disciples and said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. 
Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and cast out your name as evil, for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven, for in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou, thy servant, depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty and everlasting God, who didst give to thine apostle Bartholomew grace truly to believe and to preach thy word. Grant, we beseech thee unto thy church to love that word which he believed, and both to preach and receive the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let thy merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of thy humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions make them to ask such things as shall please thee through jesus christ our lord amen o god from whom all holy desires all good counsels and all just works do proceed give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments and also that by thee we being defended from the fear of our enemies may pass our time in rest and quietness the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our readings this evening are the ones that are appointed for the eve of the Feast of St. Bartholomew. And so first we read from Deuteronomy chapter 18. And the issue at hand in this section has to do with um, the ability to discern God's will. So this was a major concern in the ancient world, both for Israel as well as for the surrounding nations. 
And Israel seems to have always faced this temptation of falling into the practices of its pagan uh, neighbors with, um, we could say, certain magic type methods of discerning what the gods wanted. But God's point is that it's not to be that way with them. God speaks through his word, and then he speaks through um, the ministry of his prophets, Moses being the first. And it's interesting that um, God's appointment of Moses came actually because the people did not want to interact with God directly. Um, seems kind of strange. I'd love to be able to interact with God directly. Maybe I'm just naive and I don't know what I'm talking about. Because they were too afraid to actually interact with him directly. So Moses, then what, what this um, speech is about is he's assuring the people that after he dies, there will be a succession of this prophetic ministry and the people are then to listen to these successors. So then in our second lesson, we read from Luke uh, or Luke's account of Jesus choosing the 12 apostles. Significantly, Luke is the only one who mentions uh, the intensive nature of Jesus' prayer before this selection. Um, but the, the selection of these 12, so the selection of the, you know, the 12 apostles are also about uh, God's ministry, also about being able to discern God's will, also about his own revelation then to his people. And it's typically understood that the number 12 is representative of the 12 patriarchs slash tribes of Israel. So in choosing 12 then, um, 12 people, 12 men to be the chief ministers of the church, Jesus is making the point, um, a significant one, that what we see in the new covenant, what we see in the body of Christ, is indeed the fulfilled and renewed Israel. And so St. Bartholomew is one of these 12, though we really don't know anything else about him directly from the New Testament. That is, unless you hold to a tradition that late, developed later, I want to see it was sometime around 9th century um, that connected Bartholomew and Nathaniel from John chapter 1. So there is a tradition that sees these two as being the same person. And tradition has it then that Bartholomew was actually martyred by flaying um, and also be, he was beheaded by the Armenian king. So then Jesus continues on here in Luke uh, with what's regarded as the Sermon on the Plain. So uh, Luke's account of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount from Matthew. And in these Beatitudes, Jesus is essentially contrasting um, two different types of people. So on the one, you have those who, according to the world standards, the way that the world judges and reasons, are the ones who should be pitied. So we're talking about the poor, the hungry, um, the weeping, the hated, the excluded, the insulted those rejected on account of the Son of Man, etc., And then Jesus contrasts these type of people, so those who according to the world standards are, should be pitied. He contrasts those with um, a group of people who have their desires, their current desires, those who have then what the world has to offer. And the point is that those who currently do not have, those who are to be pitied according to the world, they actually have, or what they do have, is they have God's promise to them. And this is why then Jesus can say that they are blessed. And those who are currently successful, according to the world's standards, don't have God's promise towards them. Probably implied in here is because 
And due to the fact that they have their current desires being met, they see no need to cry out to God, and thus they don't have God's promise. I think this is arguably the most common theme in Jesus' teaching about the kingdom, and that is God's future vindication, the heavenly reward. Um, this is intended to inspire us. It's intended to motivate us on towards hope and towards faith. We live in a time, um, perhaps everyone has always thought they lived in a time where it was the most this way, but we live in a time where there are a whole host of competing narratives, uh, competing ideologies for that which is real, competing ways of interpreting the world, who we are in the midst of all of that. And I think that these competing narratives certainly are attractive, and they're certainly uh, tempting. And they're attractive because in a way they promise something that Christianity doesn't. And that is they promise to be able to bring justice, to bring equality, to right all of the wrongs now in this present moment. So the idea here is that if you get on board with our program, with our framework and narrative, then we'll be able to fix everything right now. The problem is, is that you won't. <laughs> it will fail. And who knows then what you will have to sacrifice and who knows what will happen to your soul in the midst of trying to attain that. And even though we, we do have, and I think this is important, it's, it's important to reiterate, we do have the experience of Christ now. Christ is in our midst. And I think much of the journey of our faith, much of the journey of our Christian life is coming to see God in all things, even if it's just out of the corners of our eyes, even if it's just in our peripheral vision. Um, and perhaps, perhaps especially, and most importantly, coming to see God in the midst of our sufferings. But nevertheless, the reality remains that the orientation of our faith that Jesus speaks of in this sermon is certainly one that is oriented towards the future, when God will appear, when the kingdom will be revealed in its fullness. And at that time, God will right every wrong that we have experienced and every injustice that we see. And it's this deeply biblical conviction that the Lord will appear and he will make all things right that is intended to give us hope and it's intended to inspire us to faithfully endure all of the hardships that we are currently experiencing now. But if we do, we have God's promise then. And that's how Jesus can say that those who appear that they should be pitied are actually the ones who are blessed. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. And take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. 
Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank Father you. Kevin. Have a good evening. Have a Thank good you. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Thank you.